Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Hall of Fame Weekend in Kansas City celebrates the best of college basketball's past and present. It's more than a game. Join the action at T-Mobile Center on November 22nd and 23rd as Kansas State, Arkansas, Illinois, and Cincinnati battle in one of the nation's top early season tournaments at the Hall of Fame Classic presented by Hotels.com. History, tradition, and high-level college basketball in the heart of Kansas City. Get your Hall of Fame Classic tickets now at HallofFameWeekend.com or at the T-Mobile Center box office. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell. And this right here, it's your KC Morning Show, baby! Happy Tuesday, Kansas City! What's the word? How we doing? Now, usually on Tuesdays, Professor Harvey K and myself... Professor Emeritus over at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. Usually we take back America, reclaiming that radical history. We're going to do that on Thursday this week. But, my friends, no worries, because we got some homies to talk to on the show today. We've got Spencer Toder. He is running for U.S. Senate, friend of the show, and we're going to get caught up on uh, what's going on on the campaign trail. Also on the show today, Aaron Ladd. He is a sports reporter with KSHB 41, one of my favorite voices in Kansas City. I've been trying to get this dude on the show for a long time ever since he got to town to be honest with you so my friends always a good day to be a kansas Cityan. i love you back in your feeds tomorrow my name's hartzel we'll see you in the morning Spencer Toter, or as we call him in my house, we call him Tensor Spoder. He's running for U.S. Senate. My brother, I got to say something, though, to you. I'm beginning to take this a little bit personally. You've been now on my side of the state in dear, sweet Kansas City a couple times now in the last few weeks. And uh, Spencer Toter, I've yet to see you in those uh, last couple visits. What gives? You think that was, that was my choice? You you think that you weren't just too busy for me? I just assume that your handlers, they probably made the right move and having you stay as far away from me as possible. If anything, while I was a bit offended, I can't say I don't get it. I get it. I mean, you're a liability, Hartzell. <laughs> Everything you touch falls apart. No, I, I miss you, buddy. I, I think I see you next weekend, and, and I know I see you the weekend of November 6th. So we'll be together there in Kansas City at that point. So save the date to anyone listening. We're going to do some cool stuff the weekend of November 6th, make a change, make a difference, and glad to be working with you on some stuff there then. But th- to be continued on that, that'll be the that'll be the hanger. Spencer Toter, real talk, before we get into more pressing matters, I need to know an update from the trail brother you running for u.s senate those are the chairs that sit in dc every day we get closer to doing a thing how are things Hartzell, i've never worked harder in my life and it couldn't be more fulfilling uh to go across the state every day talking to people across missouri and understanding exactly what's going on in their lives the problems they're facing and what kind of change they want to see it's pretty incredible i think no matter what party someone's from or if they vote or don't vote every single person in the state is going through something difficult right now there are very very few people who are 
being supported by our current society. And I think people handle that in different ways. And one of the ways is through division and anger and hate. And the other way is by trying to make change. And when you look at the folks who are supporting our campaign and who are working with me to make sure that we can take this seat, we're talking about people who really want to see change and they're taking action. We don't have our head in the sand saying there's no possibility in this state. We're getting out and we're meeting with folks and we're finding the people who don't normally vote. And we're finding the people who do vote, but don't tend to vote with with a Democrat. And we're having conversations and we're talking about things in real terms without talking about the rhetoric and, and language that divides us. And it turns out that everyone wants better health care. Everyone wants education for their children. Everyone wants medical debt to go away. And, and a, lot, a lot of people want marijuana to be legalized and records to be expunged and criminal justice reform and the climate to be addressed. I mean, honestly, across the board, I'm hearing the same things. And when I talk to folks, they say, but you don't sound like those other politicians. And I want I want everyone to know that that's because I'm not out here trying to do something to divide us and to get control and power. I'm, I'm trying to create a better world for, for future generations. I have a two-year-old son and I miss dinner with him often. I miss putting him to sleep at night often because I'm concerned that in the future, he will not have access to a quality life and those around him won't have access to a quality life because of a lack of action taken now. And so I give up those nights with my son and my family where I want to be with them to go out and spread the word that we just need to make a little bit of change in enough people's lives to earn enough trust to, to go out and, and flip this seat. And when we do, I get to become the 51st vote in Washington, D.C. And the first thing we'll do is we'll get rid of the filibuster because it should not exist. It is not a real thing. And even if it was a real thing, even if even if it was put in the Constitution, the most beautiful thing about our Constitution is that it can be changed. That that was the gift that the founders gave us is saying that nothing is set in stone. Feel free to amend and adjust going forward. But a lack of political willpower and combined with gerrymandering and voter suppression have made it impossible for us to get anything accomplished in this country. And we're literally pulling the world down with us. Our lack of action on climate change is affecting the entire world. And so so we need to figure out our stuff at home. And that means getting rid of the filibuster, passing voting rights reform, and taking strong, strong action on it, on so many things that are affecting the lives of Americans and things that people actually care about. Man, I didn't even think about that until right now. We've been hanging out for a minute now, brother. You would be that 51st vote. I mean, I think about it right now. We got two senators who are just holding up actual progress you could be will be best case scenario that 51st vote that's a little bit of upper hand coming back to the great state of missouri my friend you know, all those different issues that folks are talking about left right or indifferent everybody wants to be able to go home with a roof over their head and they want their kids to not go to bed hungry on the trail are folks still do we still have that spark yeah it's a good question hartzell and, and i'll be honest with you you don't see the energy that we're going to end up needing yet. And it's we, we've got to build that momentum together. We've got to go out and find folks who are willing to to do the work. I say this all the time. There's no knight on a white horse coming in to save our government. That doesn't exist. It takes all of us getting out and doing a little bit of work each day. And it, it turns out it's not that much work. It's writing a couple letters at night. It's telling someone at the grocery store your story, telling someone about your personal story and connecting with them. Probably not at the grocery store. It'd be weird if you had that conversation at the grocery store. But find 
finding someone who doesn't see things through your lens currently, who could appreciate what was going on in your life. And then to say, by the way, there's there's a solution for this. So I think so many people don't realize that we can solve literally all of these problems. Think about all that time that Josh Hawley spent on his book tour. Like I can spend that time just passing bills that make your life better over and over and over again. We, we don't have to be fighting about critical race theory. A lot of these a lot of these things are driven by social media algorithms that divide us and give people a platform to spread hate. If you look at like the number of people who go to an anti-mask rally, it pales in comparison to the people not at an anti-mask rally. But the people not at an anti-mask rally aren't going to go to a rally indoors and do something like that because they don't want to get COVID, which is the whole purpose of masks to begin with. And so the things that we're doing right now is we keep giving media attention in so many different ways to people who don't deserve media attention. We need to deplatform these folks and we and we can do that. We can we can do that by just not paying attention to them and spending our efforts and our energy taking action instead and really making a difference. And if we do that, people will will become unparalyzed. They'll they'll realize that you know, they can take control of their lives and of their situation and that there is this path forward. And I think that if we're going to be successful as a country and as a state, we need to do that. You know, I appreciate the question. I think it's a good question. And I think it would be a lie to say, yeah, you know, that everyone across this state is riled up and ready to fight. We're not yet. The folks in the state are not ready for that yet. There's still a little whiplash from last time. You know, I think when you see in-state donations in Missouri compared to other donations in other states, you'll see that too uh, within our state is that people got burned last time. They felt like they were doing something that was going to be hugely impactful. And in many scenarios where they hoped that a Democrat would win, they didn't. They're outliers. And folks in Springfield can tell you that we've got a couple great candidates there that flip seats in recent years. But in general, it, it's dire, but it's doable. There are over 300,000 kids ages 17 through 20 in this state, and, and they're going to get to vote for the first time in this election. They alone can make the difference, but we got to get out there and we got to find them and we got to make sure they get excited because that's what it and I think we need to stress it in those terms. Yeah, it is a dire situations, my friends, but it is absolutely doable. Now, listen, Spencer, it is very early, and I, I know you do this now for a living, but I got to think that you want to be talking about literally anything other than politics at 6 o'clock in the morning, brother. So I do have a little bit of background knowledge on you. I know that you used to be in a, in a band at one point, yeah? I managed a band for six months. We played South by Southwest, recorded a music video, we toured. So I do have a little bit of a musical background. I can't say that I'm musical. I can't I can't read music. I'm terrible at trying music. I actually took intro to banjo three times <laughs> after each of the first two times I took it. They said, Spencer, we can't wait to see you next week at intro to banjo. And I said, what do you mean? Intro to banjo's over. <laughs> and they said, not for you. Banjo is not your, not your calling, my friend. But yeah, I'll talk music. What do you got? Well, you are a millennial, and I feel like, Spencer, I feel like you, I feel like you got a 90s boy band that was your all-time favorite. Boy, did I think you knew me until just now. <laughs> All right, Spencer, I have eight questions to decide who is your favorite 90s boy band. First question, I need you to choose some colors. You got pink, you got red, you've got yellow, and you got blue. Spencer, what you choose? Oh, boy. Well, I feel like the, the, the Democratic choice would be blue, but I'm going to go with pink. All right, brother. Next question, Spencer Toter. I need you to choose a number between one and ten. Uh, let's go with nine. But I, I feel like this is one of those little origami things that we did in elementary school with the little folding corners. Okay, what do you got next? What, what's the next question? Who were you in high school? Were you the nerd? Were you the jock? Were you the art freak? Or... Were you a bit of a floater? Uh, I'd say I was probably a floater. I started a new school when I got to high school, trying to fit in, find the right folks, 
make some new friends. I'd say I was probably a floater. Now, on a typical Saturday afternoon, you're not running for U.S. Senate. Are you playing the guitar? Are you playing video games? Are you shopping? Or perhaps you're reading. What are you doing on a Saturday afternoon? With those options, I would say I'm likely reading, but in general, I'm likely fishing. All right, Spencer, what kind of music do you listen to? R&B, hip-hop, rock, or pop? So my two genres that I listen to almost exclusively are 90s music and old school hip hop. And so I would say probably one of the two of those or both of those. I also like early 2000s country quite a bit. Um, Listen, potential politician, I need an answer out of you, brother. R&B, hip hop, rock, or pop? And there will be no dodging of this question, sir. Which I flip flop later. (laughs) You got to explain this politics thing to me, Hartzell. Uh, I'll take rock. Let's go with rock. Let's go with rock. Okay, here we go. Next question. What instrument do you play in a fictional world where you are so musically inclined that you have options do you play the acoustic the electric drums or do you sing so i actually played the drums growing up drum kit i i had tamas with zildjian cymbals i played for about five years in elementary school i started in i think kindergarten and we played the talent show and we played runaway train by soul asylum yes sir and then in second grade we headlined a fifth grader's birthday party i've got some drum experience in the background there's we got a drum kit somewhere in our family who is your favorite member of NSYNC. Is it JT, Justin Timberlake? Did you go more of a Joey Fatone route? Or were you more of a, a JC type? Or did you uh, did you lean more towards Lance? I legitimately can't even tell you if those are members of NSYNC or not. <laughs> are those not Backstreet Boys? I, do, I have no idea. The second one? I, who was the second one? Let's just pick one. Let's go Joey Fatone and see what happens. This is the one that decides it all, Spencer. Your favorite 90s TV show. Out of these choices, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Full House, Boy Meets World, ooh, nice, or Saved by the Bell. Oh, wow. I think I watched every episode of all of those. Uh, I remember Topanga very well from Boy Meets World. Can't can't forget Topanga. I've never missed an episode of Fresh Prince in my entire life. I was a big Will Smith fan back when he was the Fresh Prince with Jazzy Jeff, and they were mixed on turntables saying parents just don't understand. I would say absolutely Fresh Prince. Are you ready for your results? Because the results are in. There's absolutely no way I'm ready for these results. Of all the 90s boy bands in all the land, most relate to Hanson. Mbop. How about that? Hold on, Spencer. They even gave a reason as to why you should be Team Hanson. They say you're like Hanson because you definitely don't take things too seriously, Spencer Toter. You're kind of weird and you do things more unconventionally, you know, like run for U.S. Senate. And you may have even been a bit of a nerd in high school, but it's okay because you're totally cool with it. How do we do? I like the question early on asked if I was a nerd and I said no. And they're like, that's something a nerd would totally say. <laughs> that floater is a complete nerd. I would say that you, that you and I, if, we, if you and I were a boy band together, it would probably be the mashup between Tupac and Snoop Dogg oh, doing two of America's Most Wanted. This is why we are friends. Put us in the same place at the same time. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to fill in the blanks of the words that are missing there, but your, your true devotees can do, can do the math. Yeah, they know me. Uh huh. They know. And on the side, we'll have a nice uh, glass of gin and juice. You know what? Not only the Snoop Dogg version, if you want to really give your fans something fun, the Gourds did a cover. It's like a very folksy country cover. And it is, in my opinion, the single greatest cover of the hip hop song of all time. I've been rolling out of street, smoking in, sipping on gin and juice.
Wow, we come here for the political talk and we stay for Spencer's song suggestions. My brother, that ain't a bad day on the trail. Oh, I appreciate it, my friend. It, it it beats driving on Highway 70 more than just about anything. I put more miles on Highway 70. Actually, I, I think I have to trade my car in because I'm burning a quart of oil every thousand miles at the moment. And that is that is a worrisome thing when you're just driving around the clock. I guess you could say, Spencer, that you have been mm, bopping around the state. Am I right? Bye, 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 Hartzell. <laughs> Spencer Toter, he is running for U.S. Senate. Where can these folks find you? Anywhere. I'm across the state. They just bump into me. I I, I guarantee you I'm in a town near you. SpencerToter.com. We're going to start putting out some information about where you can find me from week to week as I travel the state and some of the events that we put on or attend. And you can email me anytime. Click on the little floating head in the corner of the screen on my website and it starts a conversation with me. I do video responses every morning to every person who writes or does a video request. And we just want to make sure that we're getting everyone's voice heard. So whatever is on your mind, let let me know so we can make sure that we can connect you with the right people to make your life a little better in the near term and prepare for a victory here next year so we can flip this state and be that 51st vote that really makes our lives just so much more enjoyable. And what are your handles for the socials? Say we want to be the 51st DM to slide in. Where do we go? Ah, yes. At Spencer Toter on Twitter. Spencer Toter for Senate on Facebook. Instagram, I think I'm, I'm Spencer Toter for Senate as well. And then I think the same on TikTok and we're going to be putting out some some TikTok videos here pretty shortly. I think our, our goal is really to connect with people where they are and you're not going to see me doing a whole lot of trends or trying to be something I'm not, but you'll definitely see a series where we're going to try to explain to folks in the state what's going on and, and give them an idea of what they can do to make a difference and bring some some honesty and some ethics and listening to experts and, and explaining what's going on to all of those channels. Because there's just there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and it's important that people don't get distracted because we got a lot of work to do. And don't forget, Kansas City, save the date, the weekend of November 6th. It's a Saturday, and more information coming soon. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. There you go. November 6th, yeah, I think we're looking at uh, Saturday afternoon for something. And, and we'll let you know all about it very soon, and appreciate your help planning it. Thanks so much, Hartzell. Come on, Lenny! Pump it in there, baby! Just keep matriculating the ball down the field, boys. The KC Morning Show. Been trying to get this man on this show since you got to town. Aaron Ladd with KSHB 41 News. Also, you know, he's a media game elite. I mean, my guy, I've never seen such, I've never seen such athleticism <laughs> on a media game field than when I got a chance to coach you to, to glory. To coach us to greatness is what happened, Aaron Ladd. Welcome to your KC Morning Show, my brother. How you oh doing? my goodness. I'm, I'm feeling great. We wouldn't have got that media game championship without your excellent coaching skills and Filling it in gold, too. So, oh, my goodness. Glad to be here. <laughs> Glad to be a champion. It needed to be shared. Oh so it really, it, it, people needed to know about what was going on. It was special on that field, a 4 nothing comeback. It's something that the folks in this city are going to know about for years to come. Aaron Ladd covers sports for KSHB. I'm not going to step on the lead. What is it like covering sports in this panini that we're living in, man? In fact, when was your first live sporting event? 
in Kansas City. Man, it was really, really weird. When I came here on like an interview to see if I wanted to take the job, all life was normal. No masks, no social distancing, none of that. And by the time I had my first day, my parents couldn't even come into the building because everything was so pandemic-y and shut down and weird and that kind of thing. It was definitely strange. For instance, covering the Chiefs when I first got here, we weren't allowed to stay in the press box because of limited capacity. So we actually <laughs> were allowed to come in for pregame and as soon as the game was about to begin, we had to watch uh, from home, which was which was an adjustment. And you're learning to tell stories through a different lens and you're building relationships via social media and on Zoom. And I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's probably not the, be the best way to do it. So it was interesting getting my feet wet here in KC. I'm very thankful to have Missouri ties. I did my undergrad at Mizzou. So hey, I, I had... I had a little bit of a base coming in, knowing a few people and, and people who, who wanted to help me out during during this panini, as you said. But it, it was weird, man. And I hope that uh, I hope that people are getting vaccinated and we're getting a little bit back to normal. So where is home for you, Aaron? I'm from the Atlanta area originally, like a small suburb outside called Stone Mountain. It's the home place of, of Childish Gambino. That's our claim to fame. Yeah. Donald Glover. He raps about the statues I got over there. Absolutely. It's, it's actually a Confederate memorial. Yeah, it's we got to like take a, them down. It's like an all-black suburb that the Stone Mountain is actually a Confederate monument, which is, it, there's been a lot of division over that recently. But glad to claim that as my hometown. Hopefully get back. Mom is still out there. And as far as sports, I still I still rep the Atlanta teams. Hawks, Braves, Falcons are, are all my squads. Has sports always been something that you wanted to do? Always. Been a lifelong dream. I knew I didn't really fit in a traditional 9-to-5 job. I, my passions have always been storytelling and uh, relationship building. Throughout high school, I kind of worked on the student newspaper and that continued into college where I did kind of the student TV production and that sort of thing. I was never the best athlete, as I'm sure you saw on the Sporting KC media game. Easy, it, it, it was never going <laughs> to... It was never going to work out for me trying to do things that way. So I figured, why not find some way to stay close to the game and also kind of make a career out of this? And I was fortunate enough to get a job doing the same exact thing in, in, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, when I graduated Mizzou. I uh, did about two years there, and, and then KC came calling, and, and the rest has been history. I, I loved it here ever since. And what I realized, and I think we all realized this in the last 18, 19, 20 months, I mean, you had to rely upon your team, and it's a team at 41 that's also extremely talented. So how did you all find yourselves maybe even getting closer, especially you being brand new here, not knowing that many folks? and all of a sudden you're going to be on these intimate Zoom calls with now your co-workers. What did you learn or what are you continually learning from this whole process? You got to adapt. Adapt or die, Arsul. I mean, yeah. times, times change overnight. What the rules were maybe last Friday won't be the same rules this Friday. And especially speaking to my time here at 41, I had people who wanted to see me succeed and, and help me out getting up to speed. There's definitely a, a learning curve with everything going from Myrtle Beach to here. I had a lot of anxiety about, uh, am I built for the big city? Can I handle uh, a, a jump to a bigger market? Can I, can I do it with success? And, and will Kansas City embrace my style of doing things i do have a little bit of a different a little bit of a different energy that a typical reporter will bring but it's been refreshing man and, and it hasn't been without mistakes 
I won't say it has been perfect the whole way. I mean, everybody makes mistakes, but your important thing from that is learning and growing and, and trying your hardest. And as long as, in my opinion, as long as I'm giving my all and trying my hardest and leaning on those around me for support, uh, it'll work out in the end. Well, I know you're worried about the town, you know, being receptive to you. The answer is yes, we are. And you're excellent at what you do, my brother. I'm curious because I'm a radio guy. You know, we, we both work in media. How do you feel about the future of your industry, man? I mean, I unfortunately, I do see a lot of parallels between local radio, local newspaper, and now there's this shift, especially as we are so on demand. I think local news is at an inflection point. Convergence is everything. You can't just be a reporter now. You got to be a reporter who also shoots your own shots and also then edits it and posts. I mean, how do you feel about this new normal, for lack of a better phrase, as it relates to uh, even your field? I think you're being a little kind when you say local TV is at an inflection point. It, it, it's dying, man. It's a dying media. That's the truth of the matter. We're being asked to do the jobs that used to be two and three people's jobs. Now it's all one person's job. I, I was actually back in Columbia a few weeks ago talking to some, some upcoming journalists and they are saying the same thing. I mean, the industry's changing. How can we stay on top of our game? How can we get jobs? You kind of have to know how to do a little bit of everything. Like you were saying, shoot your own stuff, edit your own stuff, post on social media. They Then you have to go edit your own podcast, get guests for that, control your own social media brand. It's kind of like you have to have these octopus tentacles, right? You yeah, can't be a specialized, yeah. you can't be a, oh, well, I'm just an on-camera talent. No, you have to learn how to edit it as well. You have to learn how to write as well. The writing is so important to what to what we do in media. And I, I think once you get down the fundamentals of, of shooting good video, writing good content, growing your own personal brand, using your own personal voice, uh, people will be receptive whatever the medium is. But you can't just depend on, oh, my audience is going to find me on the local news at 5, 6, and 10 because the audience is on their phones now. Time is changing. And uh, we have to be able to adapt or die, like we like we said. And I hope as we adapt, you're still getting paid for it. That's the most important part, <laughs> my man. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you what you're working on, brother. Plug anything and everything you got coming up. Let us know. Definitely. Always covering the Chiefs on KSHB 41. We're the home of the Chiefs. We always have exclusive content, different interviews, uh, and a unique perspective as well. Uh, I was really proud of, of our latest episode of Sunday Sound Off, which is our, our weekly Sunday show, which is kind of in the vein of Around the Horn, if you're a sports fan. Uh, first episode in 19 months back in the studio. A lot of work to get that done with our producers and control room and, of course, the panelists as well. It's not exactly where we want it to be right now, but the first episode was a lot of fun. It was good to have people back in the flesh. It was good to hear uh, some of the some of the people sound off on what the Chiefs are doing right and wrong back in person, and uh, we're looking to continue that going. So I'm always on 41, always on Twitter as well. If you if you want to check me out there, it's Aaron Lad zero two A's two D's and the number zero. And uh, man, we're trying to follow these Chiefs. I don't I don't know if they're I don't know if they're gonna make it as deep as we had hoped a, a few months back, but we're always following. Aaron, do you play defense? Can I, if we if we got you some shoulder pads, can you make it work? I am currently contractually obligated to KSHV 41. I can't loan out my, my linebacker services right now. But in the offseason, I'm sure Brett Beach will give me a call and and we'll see if we can work something out. Absolutely. Just hey, just make sure you check that spam folder, all right? You may have already got the email. You may have already got it. Aaron Ladd, my brother, this is the first of many more conversations, not even just on this show, but you got my number. Next time you go to Columbia, listen, you are a true son. I'm a true bastard, all right? I stay for a cup of coffee. 
<laughs> but that doesn't mean I can't party for homecoming, all right, Aaron Lad? So can I get the invite next time is what I am saying. We'll make it happen. Booch's burgers on me next time we're down. Oh, don't you tease the Booch's. You better stop because you're not going to get rid of me now. Aaron Ladd, KSHB41, my brother. Until next time. Thank you so much, Arzul. If there's one thing that I found is as true as the sunrise, it's that I like being on there with hot sauce. The KC Morning Show. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.